Here the Turtle is presented by Toyota. Toyota helps you get the most out of your drive. Just ask a friend who drives one. Shop buyatoyota.com, Toyota's official website for deals, to find the Toyota that's right for you. Toyota, let's go places. Tuesday, May 4th, 2021. It's Hear the Turtle presented by Toyota and Keith. As we move to the month of May, postseason lacrosse is on the horizon. It's already started for the women. It is about to start for the men. And look, State Sport of Maryland, we love lacrosse here. We love it at the university. We love it throughout the state. And we have got a guy on this show today, Brett Maycar from the Maryland men's lacrosse team that kind of bridges the gap of two of lacrosse's hotbeds, a New York native, such good lacrosse players and, and and high school players from New York and a variety of different areas. We kind of go over it, obviously the same in Maryland uh, and a joy to talk to Keith, a joy. I, I enjoy, I had never met Brett before. Uh, obviously, you know, he's a fantastic player on a, on a team with a bunch of fantastic players, um, but really broke down um, the, you know, significance of the, the undefeated regular season, but also with an eye on, you know, a big 10 tournament championship and a national championship as they move forward here. Yeah, one of the best interviews on the on the team, Taylor, a communication major, a PR major. That uh, we love that. We love that. We love you that. got to be able to talk if you're kind of going down that route. But uh, you know, he's been credited by by Coach Tillman this season, being one of the guys who stepped up and being a more of a vocal leader. Uh, you know, on the field, you know, pregame, you know, a lot of the the recap videos that you'll see on Terps and Lax's uh, social media accounts. You know, Brett's the guy who's talking in the huddles, getting guys getting you know getting them ready to go. Uh, before the start of a game. So uh, he's been a huge part of this defense that's held, you know, teams to under 10 goals a game five different times this season. They've they've held opponents in the Big Ten to 10, uh, 10 goals or less uh, in 2021. So he's been a big part of that that process and that machine, this this defense that brought back so many uh, so many talented players from last year's team that was um, cut short due to the pandemic. But Terps are off and rolling here, take on uh, Michigan in the first round of the, or excuse me, in the semifinals uh, of the Big Ten lacrosse tournament starting on Thursday. Uh, the Terps uh, end up winning that one. They'll advance on to the championship game uh, in the Big Ten tournament on Saturday night. Um, so all teams Browns play before this season. Just got to do it one last time, um, you know, to, to clear it and, and get that Big Ten, ter- Big Ten tournament title to go along with the Big Ten regular season title. Yeah, 5 o'clock, uh, you know, opening face-off for that Thursday game, and then 8 o'clock for the championship game, all on the Big Ten Network, all emanating from Penn State. So weird. And it's almost like a home-and-home, you know, old-school ACC type of basketball situation where you have to play your conference opponents twice during the year and then play them again during the tournament. These teams feel like they've all played each other about 700 times because they just haven't played anybody else besides the Big Ten teams. So – what kind of sticks about that is the conference tournament almost just feels like overkill in terms of conference games this year, just because that's all that's happened. Um, but it should be exciting. As you said, I think if, the, if John Tillman's group does what they're supposed to do, um, 
a, a trophy will be lifted on Saturday night. But as we saw in the Hopkins game, absolutely anything can happen, even against some of these teams' lesser records. Um, the Terps kind of embarrassed Michigan um, in the opening game. So you know the Wolverines of the season. You know the Wolverines are, are you know not going to come in there and go down lightly. Um, so we talked to Brett about that. We talked about his love of the Green Bay Packers. And when we talked to him, it was the day of the uh, opening round of the NFL draft, and there was a lot of drama involving his Green Bay Packers. So we touched on that. And uh, a new – uh, entry into the favorite place to eat in college park contest from Mr. Makar. And he will describe that at the end of the interview. So make sure you listen all the way through. And with that, let's get to our interview with Maryland lacrosse's Brett Makar. For nearly 75 years, the Terrapin club has been the foundation for the student athletes, coaches, and staff of Maryland athletics. And now Maryland athletics is proud to announce Terrapin club reinvented. Terrapin Club Reinvented offers three new features exclusively for our Terrapin Club members. Terrapin Club Plus, One Maryland Magazine, and the Terrapin Club Backstage Pass. These new benefits will provide members with exclusive content and behind-the-scenes experiences unparalleled in collegiate athletics. To learn more, visit terrapinclub.com or call 301-314-7020. We're back here on Here the Turtle with Maryland Lacrosse's Brett Maycar. Brett, we're going to get into lacrosse. We're going to talk about your undefeated season, your guys' incredible defensive, offensive, the juggernaut of college lacrosse. I love watching you guys play. But at the bottom of this list that Keith made on the topics, it says you're a big Packers fan. And the last two hours of sports has been all about the Packers, my friend. What is going on? Break it down for us. Is Aaron Rodgers gone? Is he staying? Is he, is he going to host Jeopardy? What the hell is this guy doing? Yeah, I don't know. I just uh, first just want to thank you guys for having me on today. I uh, really appreciate it. And, you know, following uh, you guys doing this uh, podcast the last few weeks, it's been awesome. So, um, but yeah, as far as the Packers go, um, sounds like turmoil in Green Bay. I don't know. We were out there on the field and uh, a couple of their guys, a couple of the guys had their phones out there. And uh, I, we went to get a quick squirt of water before, you know, in between drills. And uh, one of the guys told me about Rogers wanting out of Green Bay and, um, you know, from, from what I heard before in the, in the weeks prior, it sounded like everything was good there and Rogers was going to be the guy for, for the next few years. Um, so seeing that was definitely a, a gut punch. Um, but I, I was telling the guys, you know, on draft that you can't listen to any of the rumors until, uh, everything plays out. So hopefully they can kind of, kind of mend their, their relationship and, and we could keep 12 in green Bay. That's that's good. You got to you got to keep the, the guys off your back. Be like, hey, like, let's calm down. Everything's fine. Everything's fine. Uh, well, how did you become a Packers fan? So um, my dad growing up, he was he watered boy for his high school team and they were uh, green and yellow. They're the Gorton Wolves and they had the, the G logo on the helmet. So green, yellow with the with the Packers G logo. Uh, he kind of just fell in love with the Packers. And then um, eventually um, he named me after Brett Favre. Actually, I got Brett Favre up there, uh, when he took his helmet off in the Super Bowl against the Patriots running around the field. So, um, yeah. So after I got the namesake, it was kind of a no brainer to, to not fall in love with the Packers. Uh, Brett, we're taping this on a Thursday, the Thursday, the night of the draft, this will run on a Monday. So hopefully all this is sorted out by the time, you know, our, our listeners are, are listening to this particular podcast, but what do the Packers do on draft night? What do they go after? They're going after a certain position group. What are we, what are we doing here? Yeah, it's, uh, it's funny. I actually love the draft. This and the college football playoff got to be my two favorite sports days of the year outside of, outside of us with lacrosse. But, um, 
yeah, so I'm really into the draft and I'm usually kind of, I don't like to get my hopes up because it always seems what, what I want the Packers to do. They kind of go in the opposite direction, but I would love to get a wide receiver, you know, especially talking about the Packers relationship with Rogers not being too great right now. I think if they, they had a nice piece in the first round that could uh, make them a little happy. So uh, I would like them to go wide receiver. I like Bateman from Minnesota, big 10 guy. Uh, he's beast. So if he's there at 29, I think we got to jump on him. I think it's going to be me and Keith Ravens, guys. We might be competing for the same wide receivers down there at 27 <laughs> so. There might be yeah. some trades trying to jockey for position. We'll, we'll yeah. see. We'll see. I'm, I'm hoping Bateman or, Bateman or Elijah Moore from Ole Miss. I like those two guys, and I think they could uh, they fit right in. There you go. That that's the uh, the Brett Maycar breakdown, right? They call you Mel Kiper, Todd McShay. That's they don't, we don't need them. We got we have you. Uh, yes, let's sir. Talk about lacrosse. You guys finished the regular season ten and zero. Amazing win against Hopkins. Showed a ton of grit in that game. First time in thirty four years you guys finished regular season undefeated. Do you guys take stock in that accomplishment at this point, or with the goals being higher, do you say, all right, rear view, we've got bigger things we want to accomplish, Big Ten, you know, tournament title, national title, things like that. Yeah, no, I think, uh, you know, going undefeated in the regular season is a great accomplishment, and I think it was awesome. And, uh, you know, a game like that, I think that was the one thing we were missing on our schedule was a game that we really had to grind it out, come from behind late and and get the win, um, you know, show a lot about our team and what we're made of. So uh, I think that was awesome, and the guys, you know, were really happy after that win. Um, but like you said, you kind of got to put it all out you know, out the window and, and move on to the next one. It's kind of uh, a new season. You know, you're zero and zero now, uh, especially going into the conference tournament. Every every team's, you know, playing for their lives and, and playing to see another day. So, um, you know, we don't take it lightly. And, and we're looking forward to going to Penn State with that zero and zero record and, and hopefully go one on one and zero Thursday and uh, and go from there. Brett, I have a stat for you, okay? Between your freshman and sophomore seasons, so 2019 and 2020, you played in nine one-goal games and six overtime games. And through nine games this season, before last weekend, the closest game you guys had played in was a four-goal win over Rutgers before that comeback win over Hopkins. What did it feel like just on the field playing in a close game again in the fourth quarter where the game's on the line, you had to make plays, you had to get stops late? You know, What, what was that feeling like and how's that going to help you in the postseason run? Yeah, I, I, you know, I think with the group we have this year, um, you know, and the group we brought back, a lot of guys from last year's team, we were actually able to to build on, you know, the chemistry that, that we were starting to build last year and, and carry that over into this season. Um, and like you said, you know, in years past, we, we've been in some in close games and, um, you know, we've had guys now that have played in those kinds of games. So to be in that kind of position, it was, it was nothing new, even though it was the first time for this team this year we were in a game like that. Um, you know, we, our maturity kind of just kicked in with an experienced group we have on, on both sides of the ball. And uh, like you said, luckily we were able to make some stops. Um, you know, I always say if we make stops on our end, we get the ball to guys like Jared, Logan, Bubba. Um, I'm confident they'll put the ball in the back of the net, and, and surely they did. Brett, you didn't, you know, grow up around the Maryland area or New York guys. So you didn't grow up in this sort of Hopkins, Maryland echo chamber that me and Keith sort of grew up in. What's it like playing in those games, sort of coming into Maryland and then getting to experience, you know, the rivalry quote unquote for yourself? Yeah. I mean, um, you know, going through the recruiting process and, and growing up, even watching the games on TV, you always hear about Maryland Hopkins. That's, you know, the, the Michigan, Ohio state in football, the Alabama, Auburn football. That's what Michigan, I mean, Maryland Hopkins is, 
uh, for lacrosse. Um, so just growing up and knowing the importance of the game um, was definitely something that, um, you know, I took note of when I was getting recruited to Maryland. Um, you know, so many awesome players that, that were playing in, in the game when I was, was growing up and, and wanting to be on the field. And then having everything come full circle and be a part of that, it, it really is something special and you can't explain unless, unless you are a part of it. Um, and, you know, it is the best rivalry in lacrosse for a reason. I think Saturday showed that uh, even though Hopkins, you know, their record isn't what it has been in years past. And, um, you know, we were, we were rolling undefeated. Uh, all that goes out the window and the two teams meet. So. Before we jumped on uh, to start the, the interview, you said you were you know out with your line mates, getting some extra work and Nick Grill, Matt Rayhill, Alex Smith, uh, Roman Puglisi, Josh Kaufman, you know, that, that defensive group, like you mentioned earlier, has almost, you've had two years together now, almost fully, you know, a, as a group, How, what do you think you guys have improved on the most? What, what do you think that chemistry has gotten better uh, this year than, than maybe was, was different in years past? Yeah, I think it's our experience. Um, all those games, all those dog fights we were in last year and, uh, you know, there are so many points in the year last year where, you know, people weren't happy with the way we were playing defense and maybe we weren't playing Maryland defense, giving up, uh, you know, too many goals and not really playing to the standard of, of Maryland defense and uh, how teams have played in years past. So I think that was something that we kind of took personally in the offseason, um, you know, building on the chemistry, like you said, having that maturity and experience um, has all been really huge. And I think we kind of have that chip on our shoulder because we know, you know, even though now people are kind of singing our praises and telling us we've done an awesome job, um, you know, we can't get comfortable because we know, you know, it all it takes is one or two games for us to not bring our A game. And, and uh, you know, they'll be saying the same stuff about us like they were last year. So kind of just trying to to stay locked in, put the blinders on and not focus to, to, the, to the noise outside of, of us and just stay true to us. You use the word Maryland defense almost like as a standard you have to obtain, you know, as a, as a phrase there. And it, that makes sense. You're, I'm watching, you know, a PLL champion for two consecutive years essentially just play Maryland defenders in a Maryland defensive system. Obviously, Coach Tillman and you guys have had so much success through his tenure here defensively. What makes that special? Why are you guys so effective year in and year out? And you're able to learn from guys when you come in and say, you know, they're like, look, this has worked every single year. We're just going to continue to do this. Yeah, no, I think it's a whole program thing. You know, three words, you know, nine letters, be the best. Um, and you know, whether it's offense, defensively, that's kind of the standard of the program. Um, you know, and you think about all the guys that came before you, um, you know, watching them play on TV, watching them play professionally, the way they carry themselves and play team defense, one-on-one -on -one defense. Um, it is different than any other program in the country, I believe. Um, and, you know, the, I didn't set that standard. That standard was set from the guys before me and, and now getting to wear that jersey on Saturdays and, and Sundays. It's my duty, you know, to carry on that tradition. So um, you take that with you every time you go out to practice every day, um, you know, whether you're watching film, whatever it is, um, you know, meeting that standard consistently every single year is, is what is expected of you at Maryland. Um, so I think, you know, with the group we have this year, like I said, just trying to keep that chip on our shoulder and, and raise the standard and meet the standard as best we can. Right, you mentioned that chip on, on your shoulder. It seems like one of the mottos or mantra of this year's team has been, we're not satisfied. Even after a win over a top five team or you know, a, a big victory, you know, it's just, hey, we're on to the next one. How, how do you feel like this group has, has handled success um, you know, and, and kind of parlayed that success into motivation for the next game? Yeah, I think it starts at the top. You know, we got great leadership. We got great seniors. 
Um, you know, our captains have done an awesome job. Jared, Logan, Bubba, and Roman. Uh, their leadership has been phenomenal. And, and a big credit to those guys. Um, you know, a big saying we have on the team this year is the day you get comfortable is the day you start to die. So even though that's kind of an extreme, uh, you always got to keep that in the back of your head. Um, there's so many great teams this year, too. Uh, you can't get comfortable. You really got to focus on yourself and, and do whatever you can to make yourself better and the guys around you better every day. Brett, I don't feel like any lacrosse player wakes up as a kid when they start playing and is a defender. Like everyone has this, the moment where they got moved to defense when they wanted to play attack or played midfield. When did you become a defender and when did you embrace, you know, that role on the field? Yeah, so I started out as a midfielder like most players. You know, I kind of wanted to run up and down, score some goals and, and uh, you know, light the lamp a little bit. But um, my dad played defense in high school. And then my older brother, Tyler, started playing defense. He's two years older than me. So um, when he made the switch to defense and then I was coming up in the in the Yorktown Athletic Club program, uh, it was kind of a no-brainer for them to put the long stick in my hands. And, and the rest is history. But like I said, started as a midfielder, wanted to score some goals. Um, but I think they just saw my, my natural aggression and tenacity on the defensive end. So they thought putting the long pole would be in my best interest. What was it like growing up with your brother also playing lacrosse? You know, obviously a, a college player himself. You guys must have pushed each other a ton. Yeah, no doubt. Even now, still, uh, you know, they got a good thing going right now. They're, uh, they just clinched the one seed in their conference, so they'll be hosting their conference tournament. So he's, he's super pumped. But, yeah, there's always been that, that natural competition between us. Like most people with their brothers, you're always, you know, trying to one-up each other. And, um but, you know, also we're, we're each other's biggest supporters. So I think that's been something that's cool. You know, whenever I could watch his game or games or he could watch my games, uh, we're always tuning in and, and, and making sure we're we're always each other's biggest supporters. So even though, you know, we're fierce competitors with each other also, um, you know, always supporting each other there. So there's a make our matchup at the NCAA tournament. It's going to be a, a divided household. That's what I was going to say. I feel like that's not out of the question. Yeah. We'll, we'll see. I, I honestly do feel like somehow, some way the stars are going to line that way and that's <laughs> going to be it. But, you know, even talking to my dad about it now, he's, you know, it would be, um, it would be difficult, you know, for them, obviously, but, you know, that would have meant that St. Joe's would have taken care of business and won their conference tournament for the first time ever. So that would be would be huge for them and, and a victory in, their, in its own right. But we'll cross that bridge when we come to it. Uh, next Thursday night is, is all that's on my mind. A house divided, but that'd be a proud pop right there watching both of his both of his boys on the field together. I mean, that's, that would be pretty cool. Yeah. And no, it's like with the McCord or the McCordy's before they were both on the Patriots or, yeah. or at the Watts. Now you see their mom with like the split Jersey. So I can totally see my mom <laughs> trying to do that or something <laughs> yeah. like that. Uh, Brett, you mentioned your family. There was a story earlier this season uh, dealing with your uh, relationship with your brother, Keith, uh, who has autism and the source of inspiration he's been in, in your life and for all your brothers. But like what uh, what's what's it been like with him this season? You can't you can't interact with them maybe as much as you would, you know, after games during a normal year. But how excited has he been for you and in, in the success that you've had? Yeah, no, it's awesome. I, uh, you know, I talk to my parents every morning um, and, you know, he's always in the background asking, you know, how am I doing or. Uh, you know, where he's going this weekend. He kind of just wants the reassurance, whether he's going to Philly or Maryland. Um, but, you know, he's super pumped. He loves it. And, and luckily, you know, I got a great support system back home. My parents, you know, aunts, uncles are, are always coming to the games. And, um, you know, they're trying to do whatever they can to, to make sure we got, you know, people at Tyler's game or my game. 
Uh, so they're getting all pulled in different kinds of directions, uh, especially this time of year. It gets a little crazy once you approach May with, with the conference tournaments and stuff coming up. But, yeah, no, he's been loving it. Um, yeah, he, he still gets, you know, super pumped up and always wants to know where he's going that weekend. And uh, I think he likes coming to Maryland a little bit better. I think College Park's got a certain effect on him, which – but, uh, no, like I said, he, he's awesome. And uh, my parents have been awesome the whole year, so it's been good. Brett, you're a New York guy. I can't say New York right now. You're a New York guy. You're <laughs> playing with a million Maryland guys. Uh, which state is better at lacrosse? Um, it's tough. You know, both it's a question. That is a very loaded question. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, you know, like I said, both hotbeds. You got uh, so many high schools in, in the area. Um, you know, all over the state of Maryland and all over New York with, with upstate New York is super competitive. You've got so many great teams. And then obviously Long Island, um, just from my experience playing in high school, I know at Yorktown, we were very fortunate to play a tough schedule playing Ward Melville, St. Anthony, Chaminade, uh, all these great teams. And, uh, I don't know, it's tough to say, I can't see lacrosse being, being more competitive than that. I know the MIA guys might get on me for saying that, but, um, I think New York is loaded, and I think uh, the consistency all over the state. I know in certain areas of Maryland, you kind of got pockets of really good teams, but as far as the entire state goes, I think New York's tough to beat. If there's anybody who's an authority on this, I think, I mean, you've, you've played college in Maryland. You came yeah. up in high school in New York, so there's, you know, I think, I think you're, you're the authority here, Brett. Yeah, I, I joke around with the St. Mary's guys. The one time we came down my sophomore year at Yorktown, we came down, we beat up on St. Mary's pretty good. So <laughs> I got bragging rights over Ripley and a couple other guys who, who went to the St. Mary's. So I I, I, uh, I can't let them forget that one anytime soon. So I, I have to ride with the MIAA because I went to an MIAA school, Calvert Hall. So I have to ride with uh, – Yeah, fair. With uh, you know, not, maybe the best team in the co- program in the country the last few years. I, I don't. I it's not me saying it. Yeah, that's, that's what the polls. <laughs> not the show. No, it's fair. Uh, uh it's fair. Yeah, it's th- there. Really, should be like a New York, Maryland, like weekend where the top ten teams from Maryland go up to the top ten teams in New York, or like vice versa. I think that would be at like one location. That would be unbelievable. Like an ACC Big that, Ten challenge. Like an ACC Big Ten challenge. Yeah, yeah, give me that. Give me that kind of vibe. I like that. That that would be awesome. I think that's something that that has to happen in the, in the next few years. We can do it in College Park. We can have the New York guys on one side. Coach Tillman can lead the cheering section. Yeah. The guys. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The Maryland guys on the other side. Uh, Brett, we'll get you out and hear a few rapid fire questions first. The artist you're listening to right now. Uh, I love Riley green. Um, I usually, I, I'm an early riser. So I get up in the mornings and when I'm doing schoolwork or whatever it is, uh, usually a country guy in the morning. So Riley green. Like, it. uh, how about the show you're streaming right now? Streaming. Uh, I'm not a huge show guy. Um, I like podcasts. I've been listening to a few podcasts. That's kind of been my thing this, this season. Uh, I love all the barstool ones, obviously part of my take the Dave Portnoy show. They're both awesome. Um, so yeah, I've been listening to podcasts that they've been good. I'm trying to think what else show wise. No, nothing. You got any other, if the guys are watching some, um, trying to think off the top of my head. Now, usually whatever is on, uh, I like the Michael K show too. I'm a huge Yankee fan. I love listening to Michael K. He's awesome. Um, so yeah, I think those three are probably the most I listen to. You seem uh, but, like yeah, you're like a like a big sports ESPN guy. Who is your like your go to show there? Are you like locking in on like first take or any of that stuff? What what's your I, 
believe it or not, I actually like out of all of those those shows, I like Colin Coward the best. Okay. I think Coward's okay. good. A lot of people okay. might disagree with that. Uh, I know he's got some hot takes, but I think consistently he's probably. Uh, I think he he sends out the the best information. I love Joel Klatt too. He's got Joel Klatt comes on his show a lot. Who's who's really good with college football. So yeah, Colin Coward. I've been watching him since my senior year of high school, and, and I like him. Back in the day, it used to be Colin Coward and Michelle Beadle on Sports Nation. That was one of the yes. shows that I liked. I was like all yes. about that back in I, high school. I think yes. early college for me. Yeah, I love Sports Nation too. It was uh, it was unfortunate when he left ESPN, but he's it seems like he's doing fine on Fox. So the new version of Sports Nation, which is on ESPN Plus, co-hosted by Taylor Twelman, Maryland alum, Maryland. Ah, there you go. There's there your you connection. Um, what's in the trunk of your car right now, Brett? Hmm. Trunk of my car right now. Uh, I don't have a car, unfortunately, at school. My brother Tyler has it at St. Joe's and then my uh, younger brother, Evan, just started driving. So I kind of got uh, the short end of the stick there being the middle child. It's kind of <laughs> tough. Um, um, but I'm sure my younger brother, Evan's kind of a little sloppy. So I'm sure he's got like his lacrosse equipment back there smelling up the car and uh, who, who knows, you know, I don't know what the car is. It's probably not looking too great in there right now. Now, if you did have your car on campus, I imagine your golf clubs might be in the back. So, you know, you're working on your game a little bit uh, you know, this spring when you have some downtime. What, what's the what's the best club in your bag right now? What are you what are you hitting well right now, Brett? Uh, I hit the eight pretty well. I could probably okay. hit the eight. Yeah, hundred yeah, hundred forty pretty like on a good day. That's that's pretty good for me. Um, but yeah, I hit the eight pretty good. I was out there with Jake Smith today at the range. I actually played with uh, Coach Bernhard on Monday. Monday we had the day off. I played nine holes with him and it wasn't pretty. So I had, I was, I left the course motivated that day and um, I'll be back with a vengeance. I told him, so I had to get the range today and hit some balls with Jake. It's it's, it's early in the golf season. It's early. This is where we're all, yes. we're all trying to work it out. Keith, what are you hitting the best right now? Uh, I haven't swung a club since September. It's probably, <laughs> it's probably for the best. Uh, that was, that was the last time I got up there. I, I think I'll, I'll slowly make my way back out in the course. The weather's just going to be too nice. I'm not going to be able to, to avoid all my friends. We'll have, we'll have to get together. I'm hitting the nine, the best right now. So around the same around like nine, eight, those two like lower irons is, is, uh, yeah, nice. is what's going well right now. And then Brett, we'll finish you off on this. We asked this to everybody, your favorite place to eat in college park. Oh, uh, this is easy. Richie's Colombian just opened, um, Ooh. Ooh, right. Ac- yeah. So yeah. Right across the street from the CVS new place just opened. I got, uh, I was the first one to try it. I was, I was driving past it one day, uh, driving home from practice with the guys. I got coach Toman to try it. Alex Smith, uh, Roman, Jake Higgins, a bunch of guys and they loved it. The place is awesome. So I'm happy to give them some free publicity because, uh, <laughs> they hit you up with, they give you they give you the great portions. It's a lot of food, you know, and that's that's what we're looking for as athletes. You know, you leave practice, you're starving, you want a lot of food, and and it, it's more than enough. I couldn't even finish it. So, Richie's Columbian, best Bond College Park. Wow, yeah. we gotta try this place. What, what's the yeah. uh, if we're gonna go there? Because now me and Keith have to go there because we have to sample any place we haven't been to. Yes. What are we getting? Like, what's the Brett yeah. Baker recommendation? Yeah. So. Uh, they have like these arepas. It's like a sandwich and like uh, a torta, like a fried torta kind of thing. Okay. And inside wow. they have like shredded chicken, melted cheese, and guacamole. Mm. And then oh, um, I can rock with that. I got like the the Azuela frijoles, and it's like you get some uh, some sausage in there, some beans, rice, a fried egg, half an avocado. Um, 
same thing, chicken. It's it's really good. It's really good. Like I said, the portions are, are more than enough. It's awesome. That sounds fantastic. Keith, I know uh, what we're doing next week. I'm, yeah. I'm here for it, man. Let's we're, get after it. We need more lunch yeah, so, spots. Yeah, I wouldn't me, need to go to Chipotle every five seconds. So. Yeah, yeah. Let me know what you guys think because uh, the first time I went there, it was so good. I had to leave them a Google review. The place is awesome. <laughs> wow. You're leaving Google that reviews? Is, okay. that I mean, that, that is that like is, a sign, yeah. sign that of approval right there. Oh, my gosh. Yes. Oh, my yes. gosh. Very friendly in there, too. I can't say anything bad about it. If you're leaving, a, if you're motivated enough to leave a Google review, that says a lot. That says more yeah. than anything you said, that you have to go <laughs> and spread the word. Uh, Brett Maycar, it's been a very fun watching you guys go through this undefeated season. We can't wait to watch the rest of it. Keith will certainly have a front row seat. It should be fun. Thanks so much for coming on with us, and good luck the rest of the year. Yeah, no doubt. Thank you, guys. This has been fun. Want to take the Terrapins with you wherever you go? Maryland Athletics has officially launched the One Maryland mobile app, a must-have for all Terps fans. The One Maryland app is a one-stop shop for all things Terps featuring the latest news, scores, game day information, and exclusive content from your favorite Maryland teams. Download the One Maryland app on your iOS or Android device today by searching for Maryland Athletics in your device's app store. Back on here, the turtle presented by Toyota. Awesome stuff from Brett Maycar. Really appreciate him taking some time for us. Um, it's just a really, really good kid, and, and you can tell – the potential to be vocal is certainly there as a leader. You, you kind of touched on him taking that role. He, he We could have talked to him forever. So um, those are always fun interviews to have. Yeah, no doubt. And we, we have a new place to, you know, sample here. It's funny, you know, before the pandemic that year, Taylor, we were kind of getting into getting out into College Park and making a couple of videos, you know, checking out the, the bagel play scene. Uh, we went to the jerk pit for the first time. Uh, now we, we got we to gotta get the, the Colombian situation going over here. Yeah, we've, we've got to get over there. We will certainly do that. Um, that was a rousing endorsement um, yes. from, from Brett. So, so we, we will definitely do that and uh, can't wait to support him and his teammates. Keith, you're... I said to you earlier today, you're poised for the the roller coaster of a potential national championship ride, which is always a fun, fun train to be on. Uh, and we can't wait to watch the, the men do that. The women also will enter the NCAA tournament here um, in the next few weeks. May 14th is the start of the tournament. Uh, they fell to Northwestern in the Big Ten final. No shame in that. Northwestern's been tremendous all year. Terps right now are sort of in that second tier of teams behind really the there's really two elite teams. It seems like a women's across right now, Northwestern and North Carolina. And uh, we'll see if Kathy Reese's team, obviously the talent is certainly there. Um, can they kind of get it together, get themselves into the dance. And, and once they're in the final four or quarterfinal, you wouldn't bet against them winning the entire thing. So that's where the aspirations always are for them. Um, but really we're, you know, Keith, as we talked last you know, few months, there've been all these sports going on. We're kind of getting towards the end now into more of a usual spring finish. Pretty much all of the all of the sports that were fall sports that played into the spring are over. Um, the The remaining sports are are men's women's across, uh, baseball and softball, uh, track and field. Those yeah, are golf teams, and golf teams as well. Women's golf head of the NCAA championship. So now becoming a little bit more like a normal May men's soccer, the last remaining of the, um, of sort of the, the carryover sports from the previous season falling in, in heartbreaking fashion in Missouri state, the second round of the NCAA tournament in Wilmington this weekend. Uh, and now we tor- turn towards a normal May, which hopefully we're ter- will turn into a normal fall 
uh, with our fall sports, football, men's and women's soccer, volleyball and the like. So uh, after a very busy couple of months there, uh, we are sort of turning back into more normal times from a sports calendar and have some teams that, as we talked about two lacrosse teams, baseball team was one six straight, nine out of nine out of the last 10, making a push for the NCAA tournament really would be a great turnaround from Rob Vaughn's team that started the season very slow. Um, so that can be exciting as well. Uh, you know, May, the, 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 I keep saying it, Taylor, but the weather's getting a little warmer. It's getting a little nicer outside. It's starting to get that, that kind of feeling, that postseason feeling in the air. Um, you know, it's just, it's like a rite of spring. It's a, it's a rite of, you know, the start of the summer around these parts, right? It's, you know, lacrosse kind of gearing up championships, do or die mentality. Um, you see, it's a fun feeling. It's a good time. Um, so lo- looking forward to these next couple of weeks. As we said, make sure to watch men's lacrosse five o'clock on Thursday against Michigan in the semifinals. A, they would play at eight o'clock on Saturday night in the final. What a perfect time. Go out, you know, do something, find a place to watch it. Eight o'clock on Saturday. Terps will uh, hopefully be playing in the big 10 championship to secure the big 10 uh, sweep of the trophies there and, and affirm their place as, as hopefully the number one overall seed in the NCAA tournament. But that's enough for this week's episode of here. The turtle presented by Toyota. Thanks so much to Brett Maycar for jumping on with us. Can't wait to see him play this week. Make sure to follow us on all of our social media channels at here, the turtle on Twitter at here, the turtle on Instagram. You can follow Keith at Sneds three, one, one. And Keith, you're about to run a marathon, which is going to be awesome. Tell the people about your marathon. That's right. Well, this this ties back into our New Year's uh, Day episode yes. with Gary Williams, where we gave our New Year's resolutions. I gave two, one being run the marathon, the other being digitize some home videos. I haven't started that one. I'll leave mm. that in a second. That's a summer project. It's a summer project, we'll say. But I, I did kind of stay true to the, the marathon training. been training for three months and change, um, and now kind of gearing up to run my first marathon on, on June 5th. Uh, so less, you know, a little, little over a month here now. But uh, run it for a good cause. Um, raising money for the children's hospital of philadelphia where i had a uh, close friend whose uh, son was born there born with spina bifida and uh, the great people at shop were uh, instrumental in, in um you know setting him up, him up for success and uh you know thriving now um with you know under their care so um you know ra- raising money for a a good cause uh you know there in june yeah and you've been you're sending us these like you know, screenshots of your 17 mile runs as I just try to finish up like a half mile on the treadmill. And I'm just embarrassed, just embarrassed hey, myself. Man, everyone runs their own race, man. I say that because if you go to Keith's Twitter, you can find the link and donate uh, to Keith's to supporting Keith's marathon um, and supporting the young, the young uh, boy affected by, um, by the element there. So that would be, that'd be cool if you want to support Keith and, and all that. And, and uh, he will, he will break the world record for the marathon. I'm just going to throw it out there. Why would we not? Uh, I'll throw break up? my own personal world. record. Yes. Well, one an accomplishment. The marathon's an amazing. How about, I just got to finish. Like finishing would be outstanding. Yeah. I'm, I'm excited. I'm so excited to get the picture of you like crossing the finish line. That, that would be, <laughs> that'll be really cool. That'll be really, really cool. So make sure to go support that. You can follow me at Taylor Smite 10. Um, and we will see you next time on here. The turtle presented by Toyota. Go Terps.